Listener Production. Today's edition of Footy Talk, we're joined by Nick Rewalt, as we are on every Tuesday. Just a short, sharp version. We'll, of course, discuss Buddy Franklin and his legacy and the Blues and their ability to turn around their season. That's all up next on Footy Talk. You're listening to Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL and joining me as he does every Tuesday, even though he's a busy man working in these white, normally he's got the suit on, but today the casual, but uh, nice to have you on board. Busy as always, bit of a, what are you on, a bit of a work retreat? Out at a ranch in Texas, spending some time together, getting to know each other and um, building uh, building a bit of company uh, camaraderie and vibe. So it actually feels like a, a, a footy club retreat in a way you know like all the same sort of conversations and talking about values and behaviors and um not too dissimilar i think to what carlton did when they had a little bit of a a a get together um earlier in the season which turned their year around which we'll get into a bit later yeah well we'll get into that now because you've, you've touched on the blues they are the big story to come out of the week and first of all nice of us to stay out of the news for this week Rui. so thanks for that we had a bit of respite so nothing <laughs> you know came what? off the back it's it's so it, – it's like just so typical that we were everywhere for a week and then you actually have your response and, and you put it into context and no one talks about it. Like not one person spoke about it. No one so wants the context, the really. No one wants the context. No one wants nah, things right. that actually are true. They just want to create the yeah. create the drama and the headlines. But we did touch on Carlton and, as we said, they are the story. I mean, they are playing as well as any team in the competition. And, I mean, from where they've come from, losing eight of nine games to win six on the trot, and they have been public in recent weeks about it. What took a little session, a little bonfire session down at Ed Kerno's uh, joint down in Torquay to turn it around. It's amazing how that can happen because St Kilda, we had some similar situations on a couple of occasions, didn't we, where we were having really ordinary starts of the year, but we're able to turn it around. Yeah, it's it's funny how these things work. I mean, you, you know, you kind of chicken and egg it a little bit and what what what's the actual reason for the turnaround? Is it that all of a sudden you, you have a get-together um, you, you sort of take a, and adopt a, a nothing to lose mentality. The expectations off. Is it because you, you tinker with the game plan? Is it because you, you speak some home truths to each other? I think it's ultimately just a combination of all of those things. I mean, from from experience um, and without having been at the, the the bonfire with the Carlton boys, that's that tends to be the way it went down for us, wasn't it? Like we went down to Bonnie Doon in two thousand and six. Yep. Uh, when Grant Thomas was the coach, we were going like busted halfway through the year. We went down and basically sat around a bonfire, spoke about you know who wasn't doing what, what we needed to do to get our season back on track, drank some cans, ran up some hills, had, had a bit of a, a come-together moment, and then all of a sudden it was like we, we just needed that circuit breaker and we were away for the rest of the year. So, yeah, these, these little moments or these little opportunities to – try and turn your fortunes around you can't go to them all the time but when they do come up you always i think you always look back on those as the circuit breakers that needed to happen and good on carl like i'm, I'm wrapped for them what a turnaround I, I would love to hear from or speak to some of the fans that were off their heads like we we, we sat in the studio we sat in the studio with Husey and he was going through the group chat and he was absolutely savage so it's been great to see um I wonder I wonder how those people feel 
Yeah, exactly right. And we've had a number of times, I mean, talk about being circuit breakers, 2008, we were struggling and the famous Del Santo Milne got dropped yeah. and some more home truths and we are able to then get on a, a massive run off the back of that. And then even 2011, we were going ordinary and that was the famous chat where Ross Lyon questioned our, um, you know, capacity to want to do the work and that we'd all checked out because we'd played in back-to-back grand final losses. And uh, we had the old circle, you know, in the footy club and again, we are able to turn it around. So it is common and it's great the Blues have done it because the alternative and some people were calling for it which was ridiculous was to maybe move on the coach and to have all these drastic measures where sometimes it's just roll the sleeves up get back to basics the fundamentals dig in and you never know what can happen it's a long season and good on the blues they are playing some great footy and i tell you what you wouldn't want to be playing them in the finals what do you do with harry mckay we've spoken about the big banana having the two v the one do you still think they need the two going forward, whether it's for the back end of this season and for next year? Or do you think that maybe they can look to bolster other parts of their list and maybe just keep Charlie Curnow as the number one man? I think you need two, but it doesn't have to be Harry Mackay. Um, I think it can be a different sort of second banana because, I mean, Harry, Harry Mackay, is a, he's a lead mark player. Um, you know, he really needs to be coming from deep in the ground, coming up at the football, which is... Uh, the area where we've seen Charlie absolutely dominate when he's had that Ford 50 essentially to himself. So I think uh, a, a second um, key forward or a foil for Charlie Kernow, if it took the shape of more of a, you know, a Brody Myercheck type that was up the ground doing that real, real sort of hack work, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. Respectfully, um, in fact, I mean it as the opposite. Just you know, one of those guys that just gives you great effort, gets around the ground, gives great contests, crashes packs, and then you know you let Charlie be the star inside fifty. I, th- I think that's absolutely an avenue that I would explore if I was Carlton because it seems to be functioning really well with him having that space to move. If you're listening to Footy Talk, if you're listening on Spotify, please hit the bell. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you have a question for us, get us on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. We have to mention and chat about Buddy Franklin, who announced his retirement effective immediately yesterday. It sort of came, not really as a, a huge shock, but more just the way it's unfolded. Um, he didn't even speak at the press conference. I was one sort of four to six weeks ago pushing for, I would love for the club to have almost not forced his hand, but made an announcement so that we could all celebrate the career of one of the all-time greats. I know it's not his style, but it was more about the fans. And now it's just sort of, he's just drifted off into the sunset. He's not yeah. going to rock up again. Um, and away he goes. But what are your sort of thoughts and memories of the great buddy Franklin? I mean, I probably share a little bit of that sadness um, with respect to the fact that we, we just won't get to see him again, you know, and, and, and I think, and he's not wired this way. He's always just been such a, a humble, low-key guy despite, the superstar that he is as a player and, and, a, and a person. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed for him and for the fans that we won't get that moment. I guess in a, in a sense, maybe the fact that, you know, the thousandth goal moment last year was such an epic moment that nothing was ever going to top that anyway. So that almost yeah. now becomes his sort of marquee late in his career moment. So I'm, I'm glad that we got to do that. But, when I've watched him and thought about him, I've thought about him the same way that I've I've felt when I was a kid watching Jason Dunstall and Wayne Carey play footy. 
Um, and to feel that way about a contemporary and a guy that you shared the field with, uh, I, I just think I think speaks to how special he has been as a, as a player. And you know, the fact that there's been a bit of mystery about Buddy, like the similar to the way we speak about Dusty, has kind of added to that mystique a, a, a little bit. But so many times just being up the other end of the ground, I recall one game in particular against the Swans where um, just every time it went near him, he, he, he did something mm. ridiculous, marked it, grabbed it off the ground, got a ground ball, snapped it over his shoulder, and he, he almost just being at the other end of the ground, having the best seat in the house, um, just laughing at times at this guy just you know, being at a completely different level than the 35 other players on the ground. And, I mean, he, 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 he did that so, so often. So incredibly high standard for such a long period of time, playing the toughest position on the ground and doing it in a way that we've never seen anyone else do it. I mean, he's, he, he was essentially a half-forward flanker um, at six foot six or six foot seven or whatever he was. So he revolutionised the game, um, revolutionised the position and um, will go down as one of the all, all-time greatest in the, to ever do it. Yeah, I think he absolutely sits comfortably alongside Carey Lockett, Dunstall, and Gary Ablett Senior. For I mean, any any way you want to look at his resume, it stacks up. Whether it's bums on seats, match winning ability, but the longevity, the All Australians, the, like the thousand goals. I mean, even when you think about his contemporaries that were the, the best. Talk about Hawkins and and um, Jack Rewalt playing at the moment. Even yourself, I mean, playing similar amount of games, but. You're in the 700 goal range. He's kicked 1,066, you know, like it's a phenomenal record that, uh, you know, I don't think is going to be broken for a long time. And, uh, you know, his big game, he played well in finals. Um, he's played well at two clubs. He's done absolutely everything. So we wish him all the well, uh, all the best in retirement. Uh, hopefully it's not the last we see of him. Interesting to see what he bobs up doing in, in life post-footy, whether he just completely drifts off into the sunset, because we do hear that he's a bit of a footy head, but uh, we'll see how that p- plays out. Hey, before we do let you go, uh, it is St Kilda Carlton this week. The week after, it's Maddie's match, um, which we know are doing great things, fighting bone marrow failure. Fev is an ambassador, and he'll be doing the United Energy around the bay in October. But uh, another great cause, and you're trying to get everyone to jump on board? Yeah, absolutely. It's been, um, you know, really the, the flagship event for us every year to be able to raise awareness, raise funds. I mean, I think I think back, um, what are we, like not, almost nine years ago now to the very first instalment of Maddie's Match and really that was the, the, the genesis for us to be able to go and, and achieve what has been achieved in Maddie's name for all of those people suffering bone marrow failure syndromes over the, over the last almost decade and so well supported by the St Kilda Football Club and and the broader AFL community. So really looking forward to it. Um, encourage everyone to get along. There's always been a you know a resounding sea of purple at the games and it and it's made a big big impact to those suffering because it, it's a marquee event and they feel loved. Those people suffering feel loved. So looking forward to that one and, and looking forward to everyone getting behind it as the footy community does so well for all of these um, themed games. And it will be a massive game. And, of course, if you do want to join Fev in the, uh, the the ride around the bay, you can get to mrv.org.au. Set yourself a goal, get to work, and enjoy that weekend. But we will chat again next weekend. Rui, now you've got to get a move on. So thank you for your time. We will let you go. And that might do us for today's edition of Footy Talk. Of course, if you do have a question for us, make sure you hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, Abby Holmes will be with Jude Bolton to keep working through the weekend. Plenty going on. Hope you've enjoyed today, and we'll do it all again tomorrow.
listener.